In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Without 
is a good way to start a Wednesday. Folks, this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Uh, this, like I said, is your Wednesday episode. This is what we call the hump day. Uh, I think it's all right to say hump day. That's that's family friendly, right? <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Are you good? Are you doing good today? I, man, it is wild. I have had such an up and down day and not because, I mean, I don't know. I got to talk to so many cool people today for the podcast. I can't wait to tell you who I talked with and, and share all of that with you. And by the way, wasn't Demois great? I thought that was such a fun, cool interview. I, uh, I, I just had, uh, I had such a great time talking to her. And and what I love, uh, I do love that we don't know who she is because I I got to tell you it it fits right into that superhero thing for me. Like the the Batman Bruce Wayne, Spider-Man Peter Parker. It you know, that's like one of the only times you can tell like I'm like a true dude cuz I'm like that is so cool. I was I could have a secret identity podcaster like, you know, amazing. I just dig her so much because I dig like all you guys, you could be on the podcast just like Dumois. We could be, you know, these are just conversations between all of us on all of this silly stuff that we love so much. You know what? Some of it's not silly. Some of it is, but some of it's not. Um, Did you guys see that Kanye and Julia Fox touched down in Los Angeles? Um, they ate at Craig's, which we talked about me and Dumois on yesterday's pod. That is like where you go in LA. So they're hitting up all the hotspots of where people need to be seen in Los Angeles. And I got to tell you, like, I think, I don't know, like I'm older. So it just makes me sad. Cause I'm like, why do you want to be seen this badly? Which we all know the reason, but it's still like, you want to believe in love and I want to believe in like cool love by two rich cool people but it's like and then tmz you guys tmz said um this is hysterical tmz is literally playing the middleman between kim and kanye because there was a new story put out today of uh, saying kim kim likes julia fox and likes that she because julia fox did uh, her podcast saying a while back how much she was a huge fan of the kardashians and so in this it's quoted as like saying kim was like very happy she's a fan of ours, um, and it'll make co-parenting that much easier. So Kim was, like, literally throwing it back, like, you didn't do shit to me, Kanye. But, like, imagine 
Like, remember in high school or junior high, we would have that one friend that would go run and, like, you go tell Susie that I like her, but if you get the feeling she doesn't like me, you say I don't like her. And then you'd go, you know, Susie, you know, go go do that. And then you'd cut, like, you know, okay, so here's the deal. Susie actually doesn't like you, so what? And, okay, well, you go back and tell Susie that I didn't even mean to even insinuate that I would like her in the first place. Like, you know what? It was like that game of never wanting to speak for yourself, but it's hysterical because these billionaires, at this point, Kim and Kanye are both billionaires, and they're using TMZ to pass notes to each other. It's wild. It's so, so bizarre. Because, I, you know, I've, I've thought about this so much. Because you want to believe, right? You want to believe if you're rich and powerful, or in my head, when whenever I get to be rich and powerful, whatever decade that happens, I want to think that I won't have to deal with bullshit like this. You know? Like that I will just be living in the lap of luxury with a big effing smile on my face and we're all going to party and dance at Buca de Beppo and I'm just going to I'm going to buy you guys all houses and we're going to travel to Hawaii together and it's just going to be amazing. We'll hop on a yacht, everything. But you know, they make it like like being a billionaire sucks. Like you're telling me you're going to be this immature as a billionaire? Then I don't want it. I'll be a thousandaire. That's right, ladies. Have you ever had somebody in your life worth $2,000? That's what I'm talking about. Hey, also, uh, how about a new Toyota Corolla that I'll be driving come this weekend? Try that on for size, huh? Um, But it's just weird and it's exhausting. Like, so they were in Miami at Carbone, the restaurant. In New York at Carbone, now they're flying to Los Angeles to eat at Craig's. Are they just doing a world tour of restaurants? And by the way, like I said today, I said to somebody, I said, I would much rather them, like, why not some mom and pop places? Like, so many restaurants are going out of business because of COVID. Why don't we go highlight those places? Go highlight the sandwich shop that I love that went out of business. Like, come on. Where do these places don't need help? Like tip the paparazzi off to go meet you at some place that's about to close and we get a lot of attention thrown that way. I don't know. It's like the high school element of it is exciting until you realize you're like, man, life is so tough. Why are you doing this? Ugh. Anyways, but we're talking about it. That's why we're doing it, right? Um, we're going to get right into the interview today because I got to tell you, like I said, I... Uh, God, and this is embarrassing to admit, even though I, I've tried to take away stigma of it and all that stuff, but I just didn't have a good mental day. And uh, I've, I've shared with you guys what I, uh, you know, all of that stuff. But I saw a psychiatrist right before the new year and I went off of uh, Lexapro, which I, I was on, and uh, he wanted me to get on Prozac. And I've never done Prozac before. So it's been 11 days. And today was really tough. It, um, you know, because I'm weaning myself off of Lexapro and and doing Prozac. And it takes a while, supposedly, for Prozac to make you feel any different or better or something. And it just really made me feel very jittery today. And there was a lot of hopelessness and a lot of bad thoughts. And, you know, the good thing about being responsible is that I'll still get my work done or, or I'll try to. But the point is, is you, you want to have some joy in it, right? You want to be like living that experience while you're doing it and not just like, okay, can I convince this person on the interview that I'm okay and, and try to make it a good experience for them? And it's just, it's one of those fascinating things, but I figure I'll tell you guys. And I told my, 
you know, my, my friend, uh, Megan knows and Medita, you know, I, I tell the people close to me like, yo, I'm not mentally, I'm not doing well. I, I know how to, uh, I know how to spot it or I know the signs and I know the feelings and stuff. And, and, and like I said, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you just sometimes just have to wait for the next day, which is hard when you're so busy and you want things you know, you get so excited by momentum and there's just so much to do. And you guys, I want to do everything and, and, and talk to everybody. And it's just frustrating. Sometimes it's like when you're, you're, you know, car, you know, something breaks on your car and you're like, ah, I don't have time to take it into the shop. I need to keep driving this right now. And that's what it's like sometimes. And the only reason I kind of feel comfortable is this, I mean, at this point, what are you, you're not going to like me because I, take Prozac, but I mean, no. And, and most of, most of the people out there have dealt with something like this or, or no people that have dealt like with something like this. And, and the other thing too, is I, I want to always make sure to tell you guys this because there is a record and I don't want to get to the point where I don't want to talk at all, you know, or I just hide away. Like I remember, uh, my buddy, Danny, Danny Pellegrino that you guys all, all, all love. We all love him. And I think his book's actually about to come out, which that's very exciting and huge, but I always look up to Danny very, very much so. But I remember he had a, a really rough mental bout a, a couple of years ago. And you just don't want to get to a point where it's like hard to do these things that are so amazing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and a lot of people don't have the privilege to just not the privilege. I'm sorry. Um, None of us really have the time to have a breakdown. You know what I'm saying? So we got to keep ourselves as healthy as possible. Uh, and I'm and, and I'm just, once again, I'm not preaching when I say all of this stuff. This is just from my own personal experience. Um, so, okay. So that's it. I, I do want to get into today's show, though, because I want to get to sleep because I got to wake up super early. I got to wake up at like 7 a.m. to talk to a couple of guests that I am thrilled to be talking to, but they could only do it at a certain time. So I'm like, well, looks like I'm pulling an all nighter, which I'm not going to do. I'm just going to put out not a three hour podcast tonight. Um, <laughs> how are you guys? I didn't ask how you guys are doing. I hope you were doing great. We made it now 60% through the week after today. We got two more days until the weekend. I hope everything is going good for you guys. Um, I really do. I really do. Um, but today I wanted to highlight a show and I talk about this in the intro is that we talk about housewives and all of these things, but I always want to not a curveball, but I want to talk about things that are in the same DNA code, but, um, but not housewives. And there was a show, there is a show on Netflix that premiered uh, about a month and a half ago called 20 somethings Austin. And it is follows around a group of 20 somethings in Austin, or they're, they're brought to Austin. It's executive produced by our good friend, Ian Gelfin, who also produced summer house. He has been on the podcast and you should go check out his interview. Cause he really revealed a lot of behind the scenes things, but I just thought, this show was so charming. And what I loved about it is just these, you rooted for everybody. You rooted for everybody on this show. Um, there was no villain and there's not, um, like, I don't want to like, there is drama, but it's drama within these own people's lives growing up in their twenties and not with each other. They're not like throwing glasses at each other, but we see people dating. We see people ghosting. We see people, um, you know, dealing with their sexuality, with life, with missing their families. And it just really took me back to my twenties and, um, 
really being excited about what life has to offer and what the next step is. It's only like 10 episodes, you guys. It goes really quick. I will say it takes a couple episodes to get into like any show, but once you're in, you're in. And I just... I really found this very charming. It's on Netflix, so you guys can see it for free. Watch it at your leisure. But I do recommend it. I just think it was such a nice, uh, refreshing, um, like a palate cleanser after Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip or any of the housewives, which, by the way, I mentioned to our guests about Ultimate Girls Trip because I just said it was just so funny. I was like watching seven episodes of that and then comparing it with their show. It was just so nice to watch like real people that have not been affected because even though we love these housewives, right, we have to admit that they're affected. They are very affected. Um, So today I am talking with Natalie Cabo and Kiki Perez, and they are just amazing. I'm going to put their Instagram information uh, and all of that stuff. Now, it's awesome. We start with Kiki. He is the first 30 minutes of this interview, and then Natalie joins, and they both stay on together. And uh, I just thought it was very special, and I was so, I just, I really want these kids to succeed. I hate that I'm calling them kids. I never thought that would happen. Um, but I just really, I just had, they're such good people. They're really, really, you know, Kiki has one of the best smiles out there. And Natalie, I just thought was so, um, she had such a great confidence. So she's such a good person. And I just love that. We got it. We got to. We've got to raise people up or really shine the spotlight on people that are just good. You know, we've got to want the best for them. And uh, I really thought these two especially were very, very cool. And I want them to succeed in life. So even if you don't know the show, listen to this. I think it's still fun to hear uh, people in their lives. And these are two 20-somethings that stayed behind in Austin. Or actually, we find out a little bit of information because the show ends with Natalie and Kiki. Um, well, I don't want to, well, we talk about how the show ends. So there's no huge spoiler alerts. Like, you know, like I'm not going to be like, oh, uh, somebody's pregnant now. Nothing like that. But um, I just still think it would be worth watching, even if you listen to this interview or this interview might, you know, it help you to watch the show. Uh, and of course, we love Netflix. Netflix is they're the jam, but also it's very different than selling Sunset. I like that. But I just still like I'm one of those dudes that loves the real world so much, the MTV show. And on Paramount Plus, they're doing Real World Homecoming Los Angeles, which that was the second season of the initial Real World run. And it is wild, you guys, for these people to come back 23 years later or whatever it was and to still be the same people and have the same issues with each other. And they're having fascinating conversations about race in America, about the me too movement, about sexuality. And it was just so refreshing when people are actually having real conversations and it's really haunting because you see, you know what I thought about the first season they did from the New York cast last year, you see the people that have changed and then you see the people that have not changed at all and that they're still battling the same demons and that shit will scare you. I mean, it'll make your hair white because it's really, it's like a cautionary tale, right? Is that we have to work hard every day to make sure we are good people 20 years from now, right? Anyways, so I just found this completely charming and let's get into it. Uh, Thursday, you're going to have a great show. I really, I think Thursday is going to be the best. So please, please come back. I know it's a, you know, you're halfway through the week. 
it's hard to catch up with this stuff. But remember, uh, just put it in your queue and, and you'll get to it at some point. I just think these tomorrow, Thursday, you're going to love that episode. So you're going to love them all. And if you guys, like I said, every time, if you like the uh, if you like the episodes, give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you don't like them, just please don't give me a room. You know? <laughs> and if you want T-shirts, uh, we have the web store open so bad. It's good. Merch.com. We had two new product drops today um, and we will be keeping adding to those. And uh, I think that's it. I hope you guys have the best Wednesday ever. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Here is Natalie and Kiki from 20 Somethings Austin. Uh, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. We are starting off the new year very strong. Now, we talk a lot about housewives and reality uh, shows on this show involving housewives. Now, I want to turn your eyes and ears to something a little different, but something that you are going to love. A show came out just a little bit ago on Netflix who's killing the game in reality shows. Um, it is called 20 somethings in Austin and it is amazing. It has the best cast of characters. And I just finished the final episode right before I talked to our next guest. And I think we're going to have another guest joining us halfway through this, but it is one of the most charming shows that I've seen in a while. It is not about fighting. It is about like kind of loving and it makes me want to be 20 again. But we have one, uh, we have the, the cast member with the best smile with us today. Um, Kiki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, you're too kind. No, I mean, like, what is your experience been so far since this has come out? Oh my God. It's, I hate to be dramatic, but life. No, please, please be dramatic. <laughs> be dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Very life changing. Um, for New Year's, a few of us reunited in Austin. And Which ones? Which ones reunited? So uh, Natalie, my bestie, Bruce, my bestie, um, our couple, Michael and Isha. Okay. Michael and Isha are still together. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was like tearing up at the end and then thankfully he came back. You guys got to watch this show. Like, um, so you guys all got together for new years. Yes. And Adam and how many people, cause I'm sometimes I'm like, did people watch the show? And I get a lot of love on social media, but you know, being out cause I'm still kind of like, you know, in our little bubbles, but yeah, so many people saying hi, coming up to us, wanting pictures, hugging us. I'm so happy about that because I, I really want to get as many eyes over to this. I think it is such a cool option. Like we talk about Bravo so much on this. Netflix really has these amazing shows and it's produced, you guys, by our good friend Ian Gelfand, who uh, did Summer House. He's been on this show before and he's just an amazing dude. Did you like working with Ian? Oh, I one loved Ian. Two, I fangirl when I found out Ian's done Housewives Potomac and Dallas. <laughs> um, he even FaceTimed Deandra for me. And I, I was, he's done Family Karma. So he yeah. was FaceTime people from the other shows. And it is, it was wild to like get to see them and also feel honored that he was our producer. Yeah, no, he, he's just such a great guy. Um, one of the cool things is that you, and I don't know if this is a weight you feel, but you really do represent the, you know, LGBTQ community, uh, also a person of color, also all of these things. Was there a pressure going in that you felt um, uh, saying that they're, they're going to actually be looking at my real life? Definitely during the show, it was hard in that I had Abby who was bi and then I had um, Roxy and Natalie and Isha and Kamari. We at times, you know, people of color kind of talked, but I did feel like 
alone at times being someone of color and gay in the house because um, no one I mean they're there to, of course best support system ever but no one understands what you're going through and then now that the show has launched I am like almost scared to disappoint people and also honored that like now I can be a voice for so many communities so many minorities yeah you know what's cool, cool though, about the, the, you know, they really nailed the casting with this is that you say you're afraid to disappoint people, but just by you being you, you automatically don't disappoint people. Like, you know, I turned on the camera, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, there he is. Like, you, it makes my heart feel full <laughs> watching this show. And there was one great, I mean, not a great moment for you, but, you know, you even said like, uh, one of your roommates come up to you, like, what's wrong? And you're just like, boys just boys you know <laughs> and it was such a relatable moment I think for so many people out there you know yes no and I that's what I've received and even producers because I would be like am I doing this wrong because I felt <laughs> like I was crying every week and I'm like life's pretty sad like are people gonna like me they're like no like you being so authentic is what people love and that's how I feel like a lot of people that do support me is because I was so authentic now when when was the filming on this we started about the last week of August. Last week. Okay, so it's fairly recent. And how many months uh, was this experiment? How, how many months was it? Yeah, about almost three. We finished um, at the beginning of November. Okay, now there's an obvious comparison to uh, the real world on MTV, which I think you might be a little young for, but it meant so much to me growing up. So you guys listening to this, this is in that same kind of DNA, but it does something really different. Uh, but I, I want to really strongly once again suggest this show because it really hits all of those buttons that we're missing with the real world. This show has it. The only thing that I noticed about your show, and it was so refreshing, there wasn't a lot of fights in between with the roommates at all. At all. Yes. Thank you. You guys really liked each other. Yes. Um, and that's how when we applied for the show, they really promoted like, friends trying to support you like or what is your situation and do you want support and you know like getting along so we weren't pitched like your competition or you know like we we were pitched as like being friends so I always think everyone came in the house wanting to like support others yeah very different I think than you see yeah, you get that vibe. I mean, I come from like that housewife genre of people throwing tables and legs and all of that stuff. Um Kiki, what is your just for the people listening that haven't seen the show yet, what is your background? Where do you come from? How did you find out about the show? What were your goals before the show? Yes, I literally said this on Instagram. I was like, I don't know how I ended up here. I'm like, <laughs> probably the least person to be on reality TV. I grew up in a small town called Joshua, Texas. Um, and I was raised, I went to a small college and I received my bachelor and master's in communication studies and I loved college and higher education and so I went into that field and that's where I moved to Arkansas for five years and I worked at the University of Arkansas in housing large dorm of 800 so I dealt with parents students crisis and then I just realized I was closeted um, I did come out at 25 is when I finally let myself like it's okay, like, yeah. start, like, coming out, and pandemic happened, of course, and then I... So you came out right before the pandemic happened? Yes. Wow, <laughs> so you came out, and then all of a sudden, you can't be around anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> when I say came out, I meant, like, I uh, told maybe 10 of my best friends, one by one, 
pandemic happened, I came out to my parents on Thanksgiving last year. Wow. And then I realized, like, I need to do something new. Friends have always told me, you need to be on TV, you need to be on TV. And I saw this application, asked my best friend, should I apply for this? And she's where like, did you see yeah. the application, if I made it? Like, where where do you remember the, the minute you saw that application? Yes. Um, so I am a millennial, and but I'm on TikTok. And I, <laughs> I think it's funny because... I saw this TikTok ad. I'm like, I don't trust TikTok. I'm going to Instagram. I'm like, that's a millennial thing. Like, I love that you're like Instagram. I trust more. Uh, that's my that's my number one source for news. Is yes. <laughs> I'm like, but I saw it on Instagram too, and that's when I'm like, okay, this seems legit. And I didn't know it was Netflix until I showed up. Or actually, I don't know if I could say this. Um, well, I can cut it out. So all good. It's funny, but um, I remember not. You know, I don't know the network. They kept saying major streaming, so I'm just thinking of like, yeah all these different ones and I'm about to leave there and I'm on the phone with the producer and she's like, um, yeah, Netflix is super excited for you. And I try to act cool. But in my head, <laughs> like, she just said Netflix. I'm like, act cool, act cool. Cause she probably doesn't know. I don't know. And I, but then as soon as I hung up, I was like jumping around screaming like it's Netflix. This is crazy. Yeah. I guess. Cause you don't know, like this could wind up on like a random, like uh cable access show. You don't yes. know, you know, yes. but Netflix is like guaranteed eyes, which is so cool. Eh? And uh, um, so what was the audition process? How many interviews did you have to go through uh, when you did it the first time? Were they immediately smitten with you? What was the whole vibe of that? Oh, so we all were very different. And again, I always say I'm like the normal one in that <laughs> I know like, how is he on reality TV? But um, so I did the interview process. Some of my other castmates, they were actually like reached out to. I wasn't, I like applied. I went through different um, video calls. And then I feel like, um, I don't know. I'm like, I might've been a last like minute decision because they literally called me on a Tuesday and they said if I could be there Thursday to start filming. And I was no like, hey, way. like, so it was it was like a whirlwind of things. Well, I don't think you were like, because they even have a cast shakeup uh four or five episodes in where they get a new guy coming in, you guys. So they even do that. I mean, which is kind of amazing. They get a new person in there. Um I I, I find it fascinating though, uh, uh you know your gay experience though, you know, being very new, having to be on a reality show, like that takes to me such bravery. Cause I don't even know, are you, you know, like you said, you're sitting there going like, am I doing this right? Did that like even go into dating as well? Like, am I even doing this right? And it's on TV. Yeah. Like, um, you know, having my first kiss on TV, yes, that's I was right. like, <laughs> I remember the next week I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I ruining my life? Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I think that's why I love doing the show is that I, I don't want to say I'm an oversharer. I think I just easily share things. Um, and so I or maybe I'm just used to always being embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed. And yeah. so Did any of you I mean, going through the roommates, uh, we know you uh, Abby actually uh, came to you for uh, advice about uh, her bisexuality and about dating women, which you, uh, you know, took as a very high compliment. Um, but in the guys, because uh, you guys, there's two separate houses and they're connected. They're not connected to each other, but they're right next to each other. And they share like a barbecue space and all that stuff. Um, but in the guys, did anybody sit Kamari down and was like, maybe you don't want to like hook up with all the roommates? <laughs> like, did any, did that ever happen? It's so funny because I'm like, Kamari, don't hate me for saying this. I, I remember he's a good guy. Like he's just, he's you know. amazing. Um, Kamari was like the person that said, 
you know, he's not here for anything. He's like, honestly, I could go like this whole summer without hooking up. But I was like, wait, I think he was the first person to hook up with someone. Yeah. So it was very funny. But it was funny too, watching him like Abby telling him like, you know, let's just, uh, let's be friends. And then that happened. Uh, and then Abby had to tell the new roommate down the line, the same thing. And I love guys reactions to those things because, you know, Kamari's just like, yeah, cool. Okay. Makes sense. You know, like he's like, <laughs> so funny. And, and he goes at one point, you guys, he goes, uh, girls, uh, they're emotional creatures. So, uh, I don't know how this is going to be, but you know, I, I I'm doing my thing. You know, it was amazing. Um, the first day when you get in there, there's got to be so many nerves going through everybody. Um, you know, what are the rules going into a house like this? You know, is it, did they have like a set rule of like, you can only drink so much. You can only do this so much. You can't play. You can't be on your phone too much. Do you have stuff like that? No. And that's what uh, a lot of the producers <laughs> would tell us. Y'all are so lucky because they say usually your phones are taken yeah. or you're like being told uh, like you need to open up more. But no, it was just we showed up. And I think at times we'd be like, uh, like, are we like, can we do this? Like, are we doing this right? But I appreciated that because, you know, it's just like us being us who did you instantly click with in the house uh that first week i remember um it shows more on the balcony roxy's directly in front of me i just remember like she was like this shining like god is so kind and i was like i just felt so comforted by her and i laughed natalie when i first met natalie i was intimidated and were you intimidated? She was just such a strong presence. I was like, oh no, like I was scared she's gonna be mean to me. But <laughs> that night we like click. And I remember the first week was really hard for me. Um, and that I felt like an outcast. I just felt like these are these Instagram models, and I can be awkward when I first meet people. Um Oh, totally. But so I would always either go, I would find Natalie. I like, she was just so comfortable around her or like Roxy. Roxy was like almost like a mom. Like I just felt like I could go to be by one of them. Now, I don't know if uh, you're allowed to say, are you, I mean, at the end of this, uh, this run, you guys, um, you and Natalie decide to be roommates. Uh, are you guys still roommates? This oh, is no! Awesome. oh no! Um, oh no! Well, let's get it out of the way before Natalie comes on. But what? What? Oh no! Uh, and then Sean might need to talk after. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Sean. Yeah, we can take this out. But uh, did you guys break up? No. If actually, oh my gosh! Um, yesterday we literally said that it felt like we were breaking. We both were crying on the phone. So. Oh no! After the show, we found an Airbnb like apartment. Yeah. Mom, and it was us too. During the show, we only both had part-time jobs, and I did not realize the, because I've always worked, worked in housing, my housing was provided on a university campus, so I've never done the apartment hunt thing. Yeah. But you had to make three times the income, and, like, the show wasn't out yet, and Natalie and I only were, you know, doing these part-time jobs, so we didn't meet income requirements, and then it would that was like November. And so we're like, December, let's go home, like just live with our family for the holidays. And then just yesterday, um, both Natalie and I are hot messes. We're trying to figure out why. <laughs> That's but why you're was, relatable. We're all hot messes. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah. A, I think she doesn't know if Austin, and she'll, t- she'll tell you this more. Yeah. Um, but I just realized Austin, this last weekend, I was like, I met new gay friends and I was living this life I've dreamed of living. And I'm like, I need to be in Austin. 
So I'm currently trying to figure out a job and a place to live and I'll be back there. You guys, if anybody lives in Austin listening to this, give this man a good job. He is such a good guy. But this is I love that what you're saying, though, because it people always have this false assumption that if you're on a reality show, you're all of a sudden a millionaire or something. And it's just not the case. Like you actually have to go out and live your real life. That's the hard part. I feel so bad. People ask for like donations and I'm like, I am not, I'm not, <laughs> oh, no. I don't have money. Like <laughs> I just, you know, had my life filmed. And so I'm a real person, you know, I got to figure yes. out a job and supporting myself. What did your family think about you staying in Austin? They loved it because they're from Texas too. And so Arkansas was, Fayetteville was about um, five hours. And so they're happy to have me in like the same state, just three hours away. Um, I really loved what you just said about um, you went out this weekend and lived the life you, you know, the life you always dreamed of, you know, for anybody listening that hasn't come out yet or anything like that, you know, you're such a shining example. Like you really now think it is possible to lead the life you always dreamed of. And, and you know, is that kind of what you're doing now? Yes. I was, I just got the chills. It's fear. Like I remember at 25 sitting at home, like alone on a Friday night being like, I'm not happy. Am yeah. I ever going to be married? If I ever gonna have a kid? And like, I just, I still has not processed. Like now I'm like, send me any man to date, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, what is the dating scene like there in Austin? We see it a little bit on the show. We, uh, <laughs> we kind of, you know, but also we even see it with, you know, Natalie's getting ghosted and all of these things. What's the dating like there out for a, a gay young man in Austin? Yeah. So I, I still feel like I need to explore that. I only had like two different guys while we were filming just, kind of COVID and they both lasted a little bit of time. Um, but like I said, this last weekend, I just realized there's so many gays there. I'm like, whoa, like, I am not <laughs> yeah. in Arkansas. I'm not in the suburbs. Like I see a man. Oh, that's, I, I love that. I love that for you. I mean, but have you, uh, is, is I live in Los Angeles. The COVID situation here has gotten crazy again. What's it like out there in Austin right now? Yes, Texas is, um, well, we're Texas, but uh, <laughs> it's getting a little scary again. Um, even now I'm like, oh, great. How am I trying to be selective on where I live or what kind of yeah. job I'm going to have? Um, what is the, so you, you, you're living your dream in a way, but what is the rest of the dream? You mentioned kids or potentially a husband. What's your career dream at this point? You worked in housing, obviously. Do you have those uh, dreams and goals? Did you go into 2022 with the battle plan? I realized I did not. I'm like, I <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. We'll get it yes, out of the way. <laughs> uh, yesterday I felt so lost. And then I even posted on my Instagram, like, wait, you're not supposed to like, you know, Instagram's everyone's perfect. I'm like, no, yeah, my yeah. brand is like, I'm real. And so at first I said I was lost, but I realized like, I'm so happy in life and I don't have a career, which I used to tie my happiness to my career. And so right now I really want to focus career um need to make money at first I would love to have my own business of like clothing or a store but need to get some money before I do that and so I'm interested Austin has a huge IT field and I feel like everyone you meet is working at some kind of tech company so right now I'm trying to apply to tech company 
Um, is there any chance you're going to start your own streaming service like Netflix? Is there any, does Netflix have to worry about you down the line? Are you, oh is that a gosh, possibility? You, you know, that could be. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it, would you do TV again? Was this uh, an all around good experience for you? Would you do it again? I would a hundred percent. It sounds so vain, but I loved it. And I just felt like it was what, what I was meant to do and like interacting and like, I feel like I've encouraged so many people. That's all I've ever wanted to do in my life is help others. And I, so if I pray an opportunity again happens in the future. Um, was there, what was the most uncomfortable moment for you on the show? Doesn't even have to be something that you dealt with, but an uncomfortable moment, even watching the roommates around you go through. Was there one moment in particular that stands out? Um, uncomfortable in any way, uncomfortable in any way. I mean, like, cause there was like, you know, there was like the Nisha situation at first where she was like, really, he, you know, he was going back to do stand up comedy. There was like an awkward pumpkin cutting scene. I mean, I didn't know if you picked up on, uh, vibes really easily with the other people in the house. Um, I would say, yes, definitely when Isha and Michael were going through their, little things because you know you're fr- we're all friends but we're living together same with all all the relationship stuff it's like we're all friends but it's all happening in the house I would say also uncomfortable was um Bruce leaving I was like I I asked production I'm like do we have to replace him like I just didn't want someone you were, else. You, I mean and, and by you there was a very emotional goodbye with you guys you still talk to Bruce yeah, every day. And Bruce will call me and I think it's a five minute talk. And it's like an hour later. And he's like, I gotta let you go. I gotta let you go. Like, it's my fault. I'm like, why did it Bruce? I mean, like Bruce said he really missed his family and he went and I, and he got offered you guys, he gets offered a, a like a, a job with a minor league baseball team. And like, he, he, you know, missed his family and chose to go home midway through the season. I mean, was that really what it was just that he missed his family? Yes, um, he's just such a family guy, but yeah. I, I think he's grown because we were in um, this New Year's and he, he was playing around the idea. He's like, should I move to Austin? I was like, Bruce, I was like, I would be your roommate. I was like, move to Austin. But Wait, Bruce, Bruce now wants to come back to Austin. But Bruce, get to Austin already. My God, like that. I, I couldn't believe he got offered a job and he, he, he turned it down. I was shocked. And he's such a, like a city explorer boy, the, um, the birds, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. LA. Does LA yeah, oh birds? yeah. Birds. Yeah. I mean, I hit one every day. It's totally he crazy. would drive that everywhere. And we lived in East Austin pretty far, kind of from like cities, not far, but he literally bird, like, I don't know. It sounds crazy. Like a mile, like, and he, there'd be a bird in front of our house and there's no birds anywhere. Like you can tell he brought that from the city, but he um, Kamari and Raquel also have a, hot, a little hot and heavy fling towards the end of the season. Where are we on Kamari and Raquel? Do we ship them as a couple? And I'm kind of thinking maybe they're not a couple anymore. Uh, just something in me. Where, where are we at with Kamari and Raquel? Yes. Um, they're still, I would say a thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know to what to label it, but like. I can already I, hear Kamari say, we don't need to label this. Yes. We don't um, need to label this. I, from day one, shipped them. Like, I was like, they belong together. And then, of course, you know, Kamari kind of started talking to Abby. And I was like, okay, maybe. But so I wasn't surprised when it happened. Because to me, from day one, I was like, that was destined. And Roxy, I talked to her every day, too. Um, She's very supportive. And I think they're long distance right now. So that's the only reason I think 
if there's not a label, that's why. Yeah. Um, uh, the Michael Nisha thing, I, if I, it, how many times did you go watch Michael stand up? I actually never got a chance. I know to it's like, we only see a couple, but I didn't know if they just didn't show the times where everybody saw him. I mean, no, there was, was a time everyone else did, but I had work one day and it was like two last minutes. So I didn't get Kiki. What? You did not see my, well, he's still in Austin though. Right? No. Oh, they, not. okay. Okay. But, but him and Nisha are still together. Yes. Okay. Thank God. I don't know. Do we, but we ship them as a couple, right? We like them as a couple. Yes, Isha's like happy. I'm like, if Isha's happy, I'm happy. Uh, uh, her design, you guys, there's this really cute. Uh, she gives her designs, uh, clothing designs to a consignment store. And Michael, the comedian, uh, goes in and buys one because she hasn't sold any yet. And I, I, I was always, I was waiting for that to like backfire on him, but it was like a really, really sweet gesture. Um, I laugh at that because I remember Isha coming in, Natalie and I, and complaining. Michael or Michael, Michael is Vimo requesting me for every, half for every dinner. And she's like, he should be paying. And Natalie, of course, you know, being the best friends is like, what is he doing? Like, why is he doing this? So when I saw, I didn't know until I saw the show, him buying the jacket, I like called Natalie right away. I was like, oh. I was like, that's why he kept making her pay half. Was Okay. But happened. that's wild that he was Venmo requesting her though. Like yeah. that, he, well, he does keep saying you guys that he's like broke. He can't keep afford, like he can't afford to date and stuff uh, because it's getting expensive. But I didn't, I didn't realize he was Venmo requesting. That is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, so uh, you still need to see his stand up. Um, you still talk to Bruce. Uh, were you excited to learn that Seth Rogen is a fan of your show? I did not believe it. We in our group text right away, we got a, a screenshot of like that he watched it. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he's a huge reality show fan and loves your show. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. It's like I love people that I like when they like the same stuff that I like, you know. Um, uh, a tougher question. Have you heard any news on a season two? Uh, it might not be with you guys. It might be would like you said, you would do something like this again. Have you heard any news at all about it? No, we have not heard anything. So we're not getting our hopes up. No, yeah, yeah. That's probably a sign. But I imagine, you know, because it's like Austin, I'm like, I could totally see them doing another city or I could see like a whole new cast coming or fingers crossed. I would like love for us to rejoin um i only have two more years though left in my 20s so <laughs> oh no so oh no <laughs> you're so old that's what i love you guys it's a, really a show about 20 something so you watch them kind of learn and navigate the stuff that we've already navigated and it's it kind of like it it's really wistful like watching the show it really harkens back to so many good memories for me or like you know getting your heart broken for the first time or hooking us up with somebody you didn't uh you shouldn't have or just all of that stuff watching it through you guys and you guys, what I loved is that you guys were all good people. There wasn't like that one dick that you always get in a reality show. Like, so you actually genuinely were rooting for everybody there. Um, do we know if Abby is still, uh, is she, is she dating women? Is she, cause we see her actually go on her first date with a woman in a while on the show and, and, uh, see a nice date with her. Do we know where she's at? Yes, Abby, I would have to say is who I have least communicated with. She was supposed to be with us at New Year's and last minute, 
I think she had another opportunity come up, but I do not know where Abby is currently dating. Well, she says she's, uh, I really, uh, you know, all my friends that are girls out there, she really reminded me a lot of them. She says, like, I have these chaotic streaks, you know, I, I kind of just go in these chaotic things and I'm, I get, you know, I have to really watch that. And, and, and I, you know, I was like, Oh my God, that reminds me of so many of my friends that kind of just like go on these chaotic streaks with dudes or girls or anything like that. And, uh, but that's what another thing is so cool. You guys all, it was all so relatable in each of you guys were like the Avengers of 20 somethings, you know, that just made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the show ends, you stayed in Austin. Oh, I think we have somebody joining us here. Let's see. Natalie. Uh, what if it's just somebody random? Um, is, is, is Natalie there? Natalie. Oh my God. Natalie. Natalie. There she is. Oh my Natalie. Have you met my friend Kiki? (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. Good. (laughs) So you guys, Hi, hi, Natalie is joining us. Um, uh, she is really one of the coolest characters on this show, you guys. Um, she really, uh, really just an inspiration in so many ways. Um, uh, a Latina, body positivity, hell of a personality. We watch her start dating for the first time a little bit in Austin. We watch this girl get ghosted, which is ridiculous. We want, I mean, we saw you go through so many things. Kiki's like, he's like, oh no. What I already asked Kiki this, but what was the experience like for you? The experience for me, I think majority what it was was like a roller coaster. It was like I like threw myself into like something so quick and it kind of felt like out of body experience because I'm like, I would have never done all these things in such a short amount of time. Like I usually take my time to like get out of my comfort zone, but I'm here like, like literally like naked just jumping in like i'm like whatever let's do it like yeah i mean the first episode you let us know like yeah this is so out of anything that you know you you've been with your parents you've all that you know but it didn't it seemed like it was com- you were completely at ease all the time. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasons must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The episode in just one second, but uh, wanted to talk a little bit about our sponsor this week. And I am very excited to have our next sponsor with us. Uh, it is awesome. It is a vitamin. Now, Ritual Vitamins are now my vitamin of cho- choice, not just because I got them for free, you guys. No, ser- seriously. In fact, I was talking to my friend about this is like, I, I don't like when they they send me products that I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep using this, which means I'm going to have to pay for this. But this is a product that I actually am going to be happy to pay for because in 2022, like I've been talking about last week, it is all about A, the podcast, and B, my health. I want to get healthy again. Uh, and you got to start with a vitamin. Uh, they, they sent me this information and I thought was fascinating. I want to share with you. Uh, They said gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin, I'm taking the the man vitamin, of course, uh, it was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. So the results of this was that Essential for Women 18 Plus Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in the leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. Uh, but I, you know what? I also got to say, uh, they didn't put this in the information, but I love people that are like, yo, this is what it does. We have proof. Like, that's what we, we I love that this is somebody that's like, I have proof of exactly what I'm telling you. Uh, a published clinical study is a big deal. It's a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-free ingredients, and always clear communication no shady stuff. I love that. Uh, so I've been taking it for a couple of weeks now. Um, and I love it. it is now my multivitamin. I take in the morning. Uh, I do that. I'm, do, I'm doing the Peloton. I'm trying to be proactive about my health because remember, we talk about it. This is our bodies at this point. Our brains and our bodies are things that we have to do routine maintenance. And Ritual is a great way to start your day. So right now, Ritual is offering my listeners, so bad it's good listeners, 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a say it with me a ritual that's 10 percent off at ritual.com forward slash so bad remember as always these will be in the show notes and now ladies and gentlemen back to our show like you you know you you shared your your fears and stuff but you came across so damn confident but not in a cocky way not in a, a bad way but just in this kind of great way has that always been your personality so in a way, I feel like I, this is weird, but I'm like an adrenaline junkie kind of. So like, I feel like I'm- Yeah, a by dick- the way, she's jumping out of a plane while we do this interview. She's <laughs> that, that is, she's crazy like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm like addicted to my stress hormones or something. I don't know, but- <laughs> 
it's, it excites me to push myself out of my comfort zone because I'm like, you know, it, it makes me feel like I'm always growing. And I feel like that's something that I, I've always wanted to do that. So it's like, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's new. But I feel like I always had that bubbling inside of me that I, I've always just wanted to like, let everything go and just explore. So well, you did. I mean, did you get enough uh your adrenaline junkie did you get enough adrenaline through filming this show did you i mean did it satisfy did it scratch that itch did it make you want more because kiki is he's living the life that he's always dreamed of what what about for you yeah no definitely definitely it it helped me like have a taste of that freedom that i've always wanted and like doing that made me feel like i'm i'm ready like i'm ready to not go back and stay stuck i'm ready to keep Keep doing those things that terrify me, you know? Well, and- you better. I mean, like, literally, I hate, I know we just met, but, like, you better, because I just, I watched your finale just, like, to, I saved it for today right before I talked to you, and, uh, like, I just want it so bad for you guys. Like, I'm, like, I, I got really invested in your lives, and, you know, I saw Kiki, and I was, like, oh, my God, like, we feel like we know you guys, and what I was pointing out to Kiki, and you've probably heard this so much, is that, you guys didn't fight with each other. You guys were positive. You guys, we don't get to see that a lot in reality shows. And I'm obviously only, you know, I just turned 30, LOL. Uh, but I, you know, it made me, it made me like think about my twenties and it made me really kind of, you know, watching you guys discover all these great things about yourself and about these other people was so cool to watch, but I really want that for you. I was like, please don't like, please stay in that zone. You know? Thank you, Ryan. I've always had like a huge fear of rejection and you know, I got rejected a lot, but at, th- at some point you just get used to the rejection. You know, I'm like, one day I'll find someone, you know, it- it'll well, come. You're, I mean, but I hate to keep pointing out, like the title of the show says, you're in your twenties. You're that's what twenties okay. are for. I, you know, I, I, you reminded me so much, like I get, I used to get so scared of asking anybody on a date. Like I just, I was so scared of what if somebody says no, or what if the rejection of that? And then you actually, if somebody says yes, you still have to go on the date, which is a whole nother thing. Like sometimes right. you just want somebody to say yes and go, okay, I got the yes. I don't need to see you, you know, but then yeah. you have to go on the date and you, we watched you do that a couple of times and it's already, but by the way, you didn't make it look hard first off, but secondly, what was it like going through that on TV, knowing that people were going to see that? Honestly, it's like, you just have to be like, okay, like this is going to happen and not overthink it. Like, cause I usually overthink. And I was like, if I mess up, whatever, like it's who I am, you know, it's relatable. Like how many people haven't gone on their awkward first date or whatever, but being on TV, it does make it so like intense. Cause it's like, you do something wrong. It's not like, oh, you get to tell your friends about it. It's like the whole <laughs> world gets to see the you t- Yeah. You yeah. tell potentially a billion people about yeah. it, you know? Um, yeah what is the coolest fan experience or like somebody recognizing you since the show has come out and Kiki, this for you as well. I mean, has there been the best experience and has there been the weirdest experience yet for you guys? Oh my God. Okay. I do have a weird experience. Wait, is this PG? Like, no, no, you can curse. It's oh, okay. all yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I don't Natalie know. Natalie doesn't do PG. Yeah. I'm like, no, Natalie, not, I, I made sure this was uh rated R by the, uh, the, because I knew you were coming on. So, <laughs> okay, good. Ryan knows me. He gets it. Um, so I got a DM from someone on Instagram and was like, Oh, like, I don't know. Do you know what fandom is? And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, like I was wondering, would you want to be like my dominatrix? And I was like, what? <laughs> I haven't even had a boyfriend and I have like no experience in sex and you want me to be your dominate? Like you want me to dominate you? I'm like, do I give that off that vibe? So th- I don't know. <laughs> 
Wait, wait, wait. It was weird. It was weird. So you're so you're telling us you found a job? Is that what you're telling us? Oh no. my god! <laughs> <laughs> but that was my weirdest thing because I'm like, people really they come up with everything, huh? Like, yeah, I mean, um, they really do. Marissa and Sandra uh, are the ones that uh, 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 well, uh, Sandra got you on the show or, or booked this, and and my friend Marissa was just you know, talking about the show nonstop to like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. I'm so glad they did. Uh, I'm so glad that I did, but they also pointed out, you know, it's like they really love, and I think this is amazing as well, but I'm not a woman, but the confidence you have uh, Mm -hmm. that you bring to it, where do you find that confidence? And, you know, I guess what advice for women on having to find that because so many women in my life struggle with confidence. And I know that I know, you know, I know you're probably not super confident sometimes inside, but you're able to project that on the outside a lot of the times, or that's what we saw. You know, what are your suggestions or how do you feel about that? I feel like, so I actually grew up with like a lot of bullying in my life. Like to just make it short, like my name is Natalie and like they used to call me fat Nat because it rhymes. So <laughs> it's horrible. Um, so I it's not even a good rhyme, by the way. That's right. I'm like, that's, okay, Shakespeare. Okay. Right. So um, I learned at a young age to like really like stand up for myself and like love myself at a young age because I'm like, if no one's gonna do it, I have to do it for myself. So I feel like the way I get my confidence is that I think to myself, if I love myself, then it doesn't matter what other people think, as long as I'm part of who I am and I know that I'm someone that's worthy enough, then I feel like that's where I get it from. I just remind myself, like, it doesn't matter because also like confidence is contagious, you know, like the, when people see someone confident, it's like, oh my God, like she's confident because she is worth it, you know? So yeah, it's more of like telling myself, like I'm my biggest cheerleader. I'm my biggest hype person. So what has, what has this show taught you about yourself? Uh, You know, and and by the way, you know, you might've like had a filming experience and goes, okay, but then once it's released, you know, has there been any different feelings? And have you guys watched the show back? Yes, of course. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like I sometimes am on TV and I'm like, I don't want to watch that at all. You know, Ryan, like literally when it came out, I stayed up all night. Like I pulled an all nighter to watch it. That's how much. Exa- Were I'm you like, screaming I- at the screen ever? Were you like, no, they included that? Are you like, was there yes! any huge shocking uh- moments? Right. Yes. I was chugging wine. Okay. The moment moment when Kiki jumps on me and we're like on top of each other, I'm like, why would they put that? Like like, in a really vulnerable, intimate moment. And like, it was RoboCam footage. So we don't think, oh, you know, they're going to explain what it would do for the people. What does RoboCam footage mean? Does that mean like they're attached to the ceiling and you don't know it's, it's always just rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like you're in the house, and at one point you get used to the cameras because it's like yeah. you're just living your life. So then Kiki and I were just, you know, like we were just like, oh my god, like what's sex like? Like what, what is it? And he was like jumping on me. And we were just, <laughs> like, this is like that like sleepover when you're all like when you're drunk and no one's supposed to know. I mean, that's got to be such like I'm used to talking to a lot of housewives and stuff uh, from other reality shows. And they're kind of like professional actors at this point where they're like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm 10 seasons in whatever. I'm so used to it. But you guys were fresh and didn't know. I mean, like, what was the was there a lot of Jim Halpert from the office moments where you're looking at the camera? Like, did you get that? Like, did you have to learn how to be in front of the camera? Because there's no boot camp for that, is there? 
Noble cam. It was definitely adjustments. We had those robo cams and there was the huge cameras that they actually didn't follow you. They're just set. And so it felt like that. I was like, wait, like, can they see me? Or I'm like, wait, am I allowed? Like, yeah. am I allowed to be me? And so you like try to look at a producer, but you're like, no, like you're a reality show. Like, you don't, they're not going to tell you anything. Like you got to just keep doing what you want to do. Yeah. Um, Natalie, I'm trying to get people as many eyes on this show as possible, even though I know it's done really, really well. I want to like, I feel like I need this to keep going. Like I, I really, really believe in this series and you guys explain to people uh, exactly. We, we already know a little bit from what you, you've already said, but you know, where you come from, oh. what's been your, your, you know, experience. And then what was that first experience like seeing the casting notice? Why, why did you do it? You know? Okay. Um, I'll go first. Oh, Kiki's is that good? Oh, Kiki's already done it. Kiki's already like, I'm oh, all out of this. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay. So yeah, I'm from Miami, Florida and I grew up like, you know, I grew up with three sisters, the whole Latin household, very strict, traditional parents. Um, so, you know, my life, I was dedicated more to other things. I didn't really date, you know, I didn't really do things that normal 20 year olds would do. Yeah. So I never had a boyfriend. Um, I've never lived outside of my parents' home. So when this show came up and there was an opportunity, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is my chance to actually be a normal 20, like something. And it was almost like meant to be like, I mean, right? you know, like, I mean, it's just so wild that you would never like it shocks me. You never had a boyfriend. You never had like it, that. That shocks me. And like, so this show comes along and you really do see it as a way to actually live your life through a reality right. show. Right. And it's like, it's just weird because I'm like, I would have maybe not wanted it to be on TV, this whole like, like exploring myself and different experiences. But I would, I feel like if this didn't come, I would just be stuck and comfortable. Like, it's weird. It's like, oh, it's so easy to say, like, change your life, you know, go out there and move and start dating. But unless, at least for me, I'm an extreme person. I needed this drastic, like, like, like punch in the face, literally to be like, Hey, wake up. Your life is passing by and you haven't done anything. And it's like this opportunity came and it's like, oh my God, like, yes, I have to do this. This is something that I want to do. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it woke me up from like, a well, it's see, you know? it had, like that. Cause it, it's so wild watching you come into that house. Like I said, you projected such a confidence and this really cool aura that it's so hard to imagine that you did like it's so hard to imagine that you didn't date and you're like it, i'm like literally like were you in a coma before the show because it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. no it just doesn't make it didn't add up to me because i was like you come in cool you come in funny you come in like even like the heartaches you kind of shrug off with this kind of like nice grace about it of like eh, you know and i was like damn that is so that's like somebody that's that knows what they're doing and because i was even watching this going damn i wish i was a little more like that you know yeah, you know, you're like, what? that's completely fake. That is like, I think also like I'm someone who like really observes and empathizes with people. And I've had so much like, you know, I've had so many things happen to my sisters or my friends. And it's like, I feel like I've lived through them a little, but at the same time, you have to make your own mistakes, you know? Yeah. And I feel like going in there, I was prepared, but at the same time, like, I had such a great support system, like Kiki, like, don't get it wrong. Like if Kiki wasn't there for me, I'd be like, really, it'd be bad. Like I'd be, if this was happening to me alone in Miami, waterworks, I'd probably would not want to get out. I wouldn't want to date again, but just having someone that had this same exact similar, you know, like I've never really dated that really helped me. Cause it felt like 
I hated seeing him down. I hated seeing him crying and like heartbroken. And it was like, we had each other. We had that support system that picked ourselves up. And, you know, the show only, you know, it's, it's film specific moments, but you know, there's other things that went, went, like went into like, you know, those experiences as well, like different intricacies and stuff like that. But definitely the support system. If you could go back and do one thing different, both of you guys, what would it be? One thing. Oh my gosh, Ryan! Please don't judge me, but I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna judge. You. I don't know. Uh, what I, is I, can't, I can't promise. I wish I didn't date Zach. Ryan, <laughs> why do I like creepy men? I don't. I you know I didn't want to bring that up, but yeah, why do you date creepy men? I guess is the the question. But. I mean, in your defense, I mean, like, I just love like they're at like roller skating rinks and all of these things that you're like doing like dates at. And it's what, what, well, what ended up, has there been any contact with Zach afterwards or any of these guys? No. So I dated a lot in Austin. A lot of it didn't make the show. (laughs) Wait, are we, are you telling us there could be potentially a date off spinoff series with past footage of you dating? Oh, oh my, wait, oh by the way, what if that just comes out and you have no clue and all of a sudden you wake up and it's like Natalie and Austin, you know? Ryan, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight. We can't joke like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I dated a lot and uh, I forgot the question. I'm just. Like, no, I, I, I was just saying, is there one thing you would have done differently? And you said oh the word. Zach oh thing, uh, right. you wouldn't have dated Zach potentially. Right. Cause I mean, Kiki's always told me he's like, Natalie, your type. Like he's like low key. Jo- I think honestly I would have dated, done different as like, cause you know how sometimes under, we underestimate ourselves as people. I feel like I would go for guys and I'm like, Oh, he'd go for me. You know, like he would, he'd go for anyone. You know, I felt like, I feel like <laughs> he'd go yeah, for like, anyone. I, oh my God. Sorry. I'm being so real right now. Uh, I, like I would have, um, I would have been more, confident in my choices of like okay you know because you know the the whole adam thing you know i was scared of rejection but yeah i think i would have overcame that fear of like who cares if we get a no like you said we're in our 20s go for the hot six-pack abs guy you want to go for like me and bruce like i'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Bruce, we were talking about bruce earlier i was so bummed when he left the show i was like that's wild that he left halfway through the show you know yeah, um, yeah. uh it is so funny though, mentioning that, like I'm watching your show and I was kept thinking of like, it would make me do watching this show in my twenties would have made me do things different in my twenties, you know, like where it's like that thing of like, yeah, a no is just a no, who cares? You know, there's like, literally it doesn't, sometimes it's not a personal thing. Sometimes it's like, you're not going to, you're not going to be attractive to every person on this earth. I mean, that's like Brad Pitt. That's the only person that's like, kind of like that, you know? For sure. For sure. Um, uh, Kiki, what about you? I, there's something that would change, but I would have, I wish I had more confidence. Like I hate, I'm watching it from the beginning and I'm like, oh, like I'm so not confident in myself. I'm scared. I'm like, I think no one's going to hire me, but I, my work life was so different than my personal life. I came in here with just my personal life. So I was like a little, I felt like immature personally, but like professionally, I'm very mature. But but that's what we love about you is watching you actually be the person that you are. Like, I mean, that's what I was telling Kiki earlier. Like the casting is so perfect on this because they picked all good people that you root for, you know? I mean, even in like, you know, I guess Abby had her chaoticness, but you know, you hope that everything worked out for her. Um, Who is the couple, uh, Natalie, in the house that you ship the most and potentially ship the least? 
Oh my, Ryan, you're going to get me in trouble. Oh no, we, I mean, you don't have to answer. I'm just very yeah. curious. And by the way, because I mean, I just find it funny that uh, Kamari was in most of the relationship. So one <laughs> of the, I mean, he might get the, the best and the worst, you know? Right. I think, um, so I really liked, it's hard because I, I love Michael and Nisha. I think they're so quirky. They're so cute together. But I'm also a huge fan of Roxy and Kamari because like since day one, they were like, vibing 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 and we always assumed it was going to happen so when it did happen it was like oh i knew it me and kiki were like we knew it that's what i said <laughs> that's what i mean yeah that's exactly yeah. um uh, did you get uh the the isha thing was uh did you sometimes get tired of any of these girls like back in your like girl house like talking about their guys too much of like oh my gosh get over it already you know <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a time where all the girls were like all talking about guys that they were going for in the house and everything. And I had like a huge dry spell. So I was a little bitter. I was like, I'm like, girl, you have someone, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, suck it up. You guys are adorable. Like, I love you guys. You guys are perfect for each other, you know? So I love that you're, see, you're talking like a pro. You're talking dry spells, you know, all the bourbons. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're going to hold like a dating, uh, like a dating column or something soon. You're going to be the oh. new Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, you know? Oh, I would love that. Ryan, thank you. Wait, are you guys watching the new Sex and the City? Yes, I am. Oh, God. well, that's what I was kind of wondering. Like, what other shows do you guys dig? Like, you're real people. What do you, like, I like to watch you guys on Netflix. What do you guys like to watch? I am a fan. Okay, this came out like I think last yeah last year. Have you heard of the show Normal People? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. It's on FX, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Yeah. That, I like I like that type of show where it's very like um, story heavy. That's the type of show I like. I also like the funny stuff too, like Community and um, those type of shows. As yeah. Well. What about you, Kiki? Uh, huge reality, like Real Housewives, is my like what I lived by before the show. And then on my Netflix, I would say like Queer Eye is what I started watching the new season. That oh my God, I cry show. immediately at the new Queer Eye. Like I'm yes. like five minutes into Queer Eye, I'm bawling all the time, you know? Same. Um, uh, Natalie, were you annoyed Abby tried to pursue Adam when she knew you liked him? <laughs> Ryan, wait, can we just throw back to the show when I'm like yeah. walking yeah. with my horse? And she's like, did you have a good time, Natalie? And I'm like, yup. <laughs> yes, I was annoyed. Of course I was annoyed. Any human would be annoyed, I feel, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I, I mean, but by the way, like, it was like, it was very realistic. Like, it was very, yeah. you know, there wasn't some drag out fight or something like that. It was okay. just, but, you know, it, do you have people coming up now, like, talking very specific things like that with you? Like, girl, were you annoyed about Abby? Like, do people come and try to talk to you about, like, what's going on in the show? Yeah, and I think that, for like, I think that what happened with me and Abby is a very normal thing that happens in friendships. Like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, I feel, because I've had people message me, like, oh, my God, you need to have a TED Talk the way you addressed Abby about that situation was so open communication and blah, blah, blah. She, and, and, you know, people are resonating with that moment because it's like, it does happen. You know, it's yeah. like we're human stuff happens. And so people are definitely, what I get is a lot of like, like um, encouragement of like, I think that you handle that very well or something like that, which is nice to see. Cause it's like, 
all right, so maybe I didn't fuck up that bad, you know, so. No, you killed it. I mean, that's, I was uh, telling I was like watching Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip where they have all these like, uh, you know, housewives from different housewives uh, cities all together on an island. And there is two women uh, fighting for the same guy in one of the episodes. And I mean, it's br- like you did it classy. They're like throwing drinks and stuff like that. I was like, it is so nice. But see, to me, that's not realistic. You guys are realistic. Like it's like shows you at, I mean, my thing is too, like if they don't do a second season of this show, which I really hope they do with you guys, I hope they revisit every five years and make like lock you away and like a, a thing for like three <laughs> weeks and see, well, because the beautiful thing about it is I want to see what you guys are like in your thirties. I want to see where you progress. I want to see Natalie, you find your, you know, first big love. I want to see Kiki, you know, get married. I want to see, I want to see what life has to uh, in store for you, but is it weird to have been on a show like on, on a, such a huge place like Netflix? Is it hard to come back to the actual reality of life? Oh my God. We're getting deep. Oh my God. Yes. Hey, you guys. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyways, no, what's your favorite color, Natalie? Yeah. No, I love it. Right. I, I'm, I'm all about the deep. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I mean, Keeks, if you want to hit that up first, but. Uh, Natalie, I might've spilled the beans already, but I told Might've... about our breakup call. But on our breakup call, I was telling him about, like, um, we talked about, like, what jobs do we do? Like, it's so hard to, like. Well, I mean, my thing is, Natalie, and I don't know if this will, like, you know, end up in the show, but that, you know, such a beautiful moment when you guys were at that uh, Airbnb on the final episode and, you know, you were crying and it was such a, and, and I was so excited and I, that's what I'm like. I know I was just like, I want you to keep all of this momentum going. And I like, I see like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I know this is like, I'm some weird podcaster, but I like, I see so many great things for you. I just like, don't ever give up. Like, this is just the beginning, you know? Oh my, wait, I'm going to cry, Ryan. No, what? but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what the great thing about this show is, you guys. You really root for these people. They're real people, you know? It's like, I'm so used to watching like fake reality shows and stuff. And this is like real people that haven't been taught how to act, haven't been, and they're they're learning things. Some of these things for the first time, you know? So true, yeah. And that's another thing of like, I wasn't prepared for like the the, the drastic change and like, because I've never gotten out of my family's house. Like I haven't really had, Yeah. I haven't needed to be financially independent because I've had, you know, a home, like I would get fed at home. So now to just leave all that and go to Austin and, and go without a job and then pay all these bills and pay all these things. It's like so scary, but it's still something I really want to do and still something I'm working on. And what I was telling Kiki, it's like, I don't want to ever keep like staying in this bubble. You know, I just need yeah. to actually now learn how to like make money and sustain myself and continue this because I can't anymore. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be weird going from a house for three months where you potentially don't have to pay for to all of a sudden of like, Oh, you you have to do this every month. We have to pay for this, you know? Right. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, not only that groceries, like insurance, like it's like, it's, I don't, if I were to move to Austin, I wouldn't have a car. So I'm like, I need to like really figure that because then, it's just a lot. I'm like, well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, the only reason I'm even saying any of this because I'm like, oh my God, you have like the most amazing future ahead of you. But like, what is, uh, I'd asked Kiki this earlier, like, what are your dreams? What is in terms of career? Like what, I mean, like, cause I was like, well, why doesn't, why doesn't Natalie have a podcast? Why doesn't that, you know, like why, you know, what are your dreams so far? So I've always, like when I was younger, I've always loved entertainment. I loved 
TV. I loved um, acting, all that stuff. And I never pursued it again because my family was very strict and traditional. And they're like, you're not going to get a degree in the arts or in any of that field because you need to make money. So I got a business degree and I, 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 you know, I did that for all my life, basically, like once I graduated, but I always had a thing for like acting or like, you know, that type of thing or like entertainment. So I'm like, now that I've already like shaken up my life this much, I'm going to just go for it. I'm yes. I'm going to like, by the way, I'm going to just check in with you every month on the podcast (laughs) and go, where are you, Natalie? Where are we this month? Because I mean, that's what I, well, Kiki didn't have any 2022 uh, goals, which he (laughs) he did not do yet. Did you, are you a person that it goes at the end of the year and go, okay, this is this year. And what do I want next year? Do you do that? Um, I do. It's really hard because I'm not consistent, but I try. No, Um, you don't have to be consistent. You just have to put one foot in front of the other, you know? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. My 2022 goals are like, be financially stable and be out of the house, which I'm already, I feel like by February, I'm even, even if I live on my friend's couch, I'm not going to be in Miami anymore. That's the ultimate, like first goal I'm hitting. Um, but definitely that, and then start, um, putting more, um, effort into like doing what I want to do career wise, which is an entertainment. So that's what I'm going to start working on building on, what is it I need to do to get there? You know, like and maybe continue to not be with Zach. Continue that as well. Oh my God. Ryan, I want to <laughs> yes. um, as we start uh, uh, winding down here, um, uh, what did your Natalie, especially you about this? Did your parents watch the show? Oh my God. I mean, did they? Yeah, they did. Because that's what I was wondering, because you do say, you know, like they're strict and I, I don't know why I'm whispering like they're in the room or something. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, what was their reaction? Were they were they proud of how you represented yourself? Was there a lot of discussions afterwards? Right. So be, with them being traditional, you know, a lot of the stuff on the show was very taboo for them. It was very like ooh, like the sex store was bad. Like they were like, <laughs> I <you> do say, not. <laughs> that was fake. That was CGI. That was not no, real. I am literally real. like, I had to pull some strings. For, I had to like say, like, I had to be like, oh, you know, like, I don't really own it. Like, <laughs> like I don't have it in my drawer right now. <laughs> right here next to me. Oh my God. <laughs> like, so I did have to like, you know, conflict, do a little bit of conflict resolution. But at the end of the day, I told them, I'm like, I'm 26. Like this is, if any, if any, like this show has helped me so much, like break so much, like cultural things that just were holding me back and just hold so many women back. I've gotten so many messages of like, Natalie, like, you know what? I heard people say that her, her dad had cameras in the house too. I'm like, I'm not alone. Like there's some people out there that like, it is a thing. It is a a thousand percent. Yeah. Right. And so they're like, you inspired me to like stand up and go spread my wings. And I'm like, yes. And like, I had the privilege of having the show for that, you know, to help me. But now I feel like I'm inspiring people to be like, okay, this is, this is, I need to live my life. Like I'm 26. I don't deserve to be living here anymore. I deserve to explore. So they did watch it. And I, I developed a character of like, this is who I'm, I am. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm moving out now. And if you love me, you'll support me. Oh, and that's amazing. all the messages that people send me. That's what I'm saying. Does it blow you away to see how you are actually inspired? Like I said, the two, two of the women in my life said, you know, like this one, you, you have to speak to Natalie. You have to speak to Natalie. So inspiring. What is that like? Are you, are you able to take that in? You know, I always, I always get so nervous. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, I've never really thought of myself as like a role model or someone like that, but it's, 
uh, Ryan, it, it makes everything worth it. Yeah. Like, anytime I feel down, anytime I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I think of that and I think of like how people are affected and how, I don't know, I'm changing people's lives. I don't, I don't want to, it's cheesy. No, 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 no. I mean, but no. listen, I've dedicated my life to, uh, you know, shows like this and TV like this. And, yeah. and I really do see the power of what media can do, you know, and yeah. representation or like, you know, what Kiki, right. you know, like, I mean, coming, you know, being able to be a gay man on TV in this day and age and to show that like, you know, that you can live this amazing, fulfilling life, just like anybody else, just like any heterosexual person, just like, these are important things for people to see, yeah. to see a woman with confidence in this this day and age, somebody that can shake, uh, you know, things off or take, you know, take L's, but like, you know, they're, you know, they're destined for wins, you know? Um, yeah. sorry, I I'm so over familiar with you guys. Cause I've watched every episode. So I feel like you're my friends too. Um, Kiki, what about your uh, family when they watch the show? I, they watched it, <clears throat> my voice, um, all together and they didn't contact me. So I was worried. I was like, they watched the first drop. And then I went over for dinner and I kind of brought it up and they were, con- <laughs> they were convinced I was like engaged to Oscar. And then I just couldn't say anything. And I was like, no, I'm not like engaged to him. Wait, so was it just like stuff. silent at the dinner table and everybody was just kind of just staring at each other? Yes. I was, I was so <laughs> weird. I'm like, y'all watch me kiss for the first time, like on TV. No one's like talking about like I was on a Netflix show. Like, are we going to talk about I it? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just on a little uh, thing called Netflix. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, wrapping up you guys, what can we support you with? You know, this actually has a, a really nice size reach of an audience. What should we know about you? We got to follow you on the Instagrams. We got to, what, I mean, what else, uh, what else is coming up that we can support you with anything? Because, uh, you know, I just think you guys are great. Natalie and I, I think we're both just like so open to our lives. I say, please follow us on social media. We're thinking about collabing on a YouTube video or YouTube. You gotta, uh, I mean, I just don't get, you guys gotta do, <laughs> like, you guys are so photogenic. You got like such great, I mean, like, please be in front of the camera more, you know? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We want to like work on a YouTube channel. Cause I honestly, um, I hope we get a spinoff because we've gotten that a lot. I'm just <laughs> throwing it out. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, <laughs> um, we're definitely working on like still collaborating and doing a YouTube channel. And now I'm like, maybe I want to do a podcast, you know, like I you feel should, like, you know what, if yeah. you really do like, like hit me up, I'll walk you through every step. And if you come to LA, I'll introduce you to a great acting teacher. I'll introduce, you know, like that oh, you can God. totally do this down the line. Like, I mean, I'm telling you guys, you know, this is, uh, you're great. So you guys, the show is called uh 20 somethings on Netflix. I'm going to keep pushing this show. I'm going to make you watch it because I really, really believe in the show. I believe in these people. Um, and they're just all really, really kind, good people. And we love Ian Gelfand and we want to support anything he does as well. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say about anything before we go? You're amazing, Ryan. I'm like, yeah, now I'm feeling a little down. Well, now we can all agree. We can all agree on that, that I am amazing. And uh, no, but like, seriously, if you guys need anything, uh, uh, please reach out because it would be, it, I just really want you guys to succeed so bad, you know? Thank you so much. We love all of you. We love everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye, Bye everyone. Love your show. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Betches.